Hey everyone, Griffin Schiller here from The Playlist with an interview for you all. I had the privilege to sit down with Mr. Hugo Weaving. You all know him from The Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, The Matrix, Red Skull in Captain America, The First Avenger. The man has played some iconic characters over the course of his career, and he can be found most recently in the Peter Jackson-produced Mortal Engines. We, of course, talked about Mortal Engines, but also delved into the iconic roles that have made up his career and the many collaborations that he's had along the way. So without further ado, here is my interview with Mr. Hugo Weaving. Kind of jumping off of that, I mean, obviously you've been involved in a lot of literary adaptations, so like The Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, and now Mortal Engines. Um, Is there one that you're a particular fan of that you would like to see brought to life on the big screen? And if so, is there a particular character in that piece of work um, that you'd be interested in playing? You mean a book? Or, well, or, or a graphic novel, because, I mean, you know, we have V for Vendetta yeah. as well and stuff. Yeah, so. um, I guess my, I guess my, my, mostly my interest would be, with literature, would be, uh, I suppose, more, more you know, pr- probably not, not that sci-fi, not fantasy, not, uh, um, not, um, post-apocalyptic uh, fiction yeah, really. yeah. Uh, having said that something like The Road was uh, I remember when I read that I mean that has already been realised but yeah. but uh, that that's a great piece of literature that I think yeah, I remember reading it and thinking this could make a great film and then I thought oh, maybe not because actually it's about reducing the elements in the world to what is you know the the, the the purest thing which is actually love a love of a father and a son yeah, yeah in that case and so in a way you visualize that it, you you kind of rob it of what it's trying to do it's like it's it's a it's a piece of poetry that's reducing itself to one word which is probably love yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah how do you put that on screen without 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 making it about a can of a whole lot of roaming cannibals you know? right yeah how, yeah, how yeah. does that was so so um books to screen i mean i they often say that the great literary works are probably the hardest ones to adapt uh-huh. um i haven't really answered your question but no you did in some uh, sense because you're, yeah. you're a fan of the road and you got you got to see it on the big screen yeah yeah it was a really beautiful film yeah yeah they were both great in it and um uh but um, yeah, uh, one of the first books I ever read was was the uh, outside of our Camus. Now there has been a film adaptation of that already, but yeah. I haven't seen it some years ago. But um, that was that was that again was a was a great piece of uh, literature that Absolutely. grabbed my imagination. I I very much saw that in 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 visual in a very strong visual sense. Yeah, for sure. The beach. For sure. And, you know everything about that, or his other book, *The Plague*, which I don't think has been made into a film. Mm. Um, oh, there'd be a million books. The, right, of course. There's you so many. How, there's so many to choose from, yeah, and you know, yeah, there's yeah. so many great characters yeah, among yeah. them. But I do want to get into some of your collaborations with uh, directors. So, I mean, you have you know iconically worked with Peter Jackson, the Wachowskis. I mean, uh, Mel Gibson on *Hacksaw Ridge*, and now. Christian Rivers, among you know many yeah. other directors, I'm curious um, what the environment is like on set with each of these filmmakers and how they differ, and what you as an actor kind of like take away from each experience. Yeah, the, well, every, I think every every project you work on, whether it's theater or TV or film, presents an entirely different set of 
requirements and uh, challenges and but there are always elements that are essentially the same you mm-hmm. you know you're working as a group of people trying to realize a story trying to tell a story trying to tell a story visually mm-hmm. and as actors you're working generally with other actors and your character has a particular need or want and they have something else sometimes oppositional to that sometimes in sync with that yeah and yeah. so just nutting out all those basic things are always there but um I mean, the Wachowskis were, um, worked with them f- five times. Yeah. Um, uh, even though they didn't direct me for Vendetta, they were very much there. Right, it was very much right. their project. Uh, Cloud Atlas and the Three Matrix films. Um, and um, it was, that was a very close relationship with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was always a lot of fun. We laughed a lot. Yeah. Saw each other a lot out off, you know, uh, uh, after hours mm-hmm. and um, so those are very special p- p- possibly you know these things you know may be ongoing you yeah, know, but sure. you establish yeah. very strong relationships with people uh, Mel well I'd first met him as a we were both in the same theatre company when uh, okay. when I first left drama school we'd both been to the same drama school but he was already a kind of uh, a name, a star, you know, a young, young, young man who'd already done Mad Max. And, um, uh, but I didn't really get to act with him on stage at the time. He ended up not taking part too much in the, in the company, even though he was, uh, you know, he was one of the company members. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't really get to know him properly until Haxel. Mm. Absolutely loved working with him. Yeah. Just loved it. He's, he's an incredibly... Uh, restless. Uh, yeah, you definitely um, get that vibe. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, individual. He's like um, super. Um, he's always trying to nut nut out the next problem. And yeah. uh, he's an actor, and he's a fabulous actor. He's a clown. You know, mm-hmm. and he's a natural clown, and uh, he's got a very lively brain. And um, I've never worked on a set with a director where the crew was so enamored with uh, oh, yeah. with the energy. Yeah. Um, just endless. Endless keep, keeps on feeding and keeps everyone buoyant, yeah. but it's you know he knows what he wants. He's sorted it out, but he's he's flexible too. Right, right, uh, right. And then um, well, Peter uh, Peter's a law unto himself, mm-hmm. and um, very idiosyncratic man, um, barefooted sort of hobbity, uh, bumbling <laughs> kind of creature, but yeah. highly imaginative very intelligent, um, singular uh, being, um, both grounded and, and um, in a completely, uh, um, you know, internal imaginary world, mm-hmm. um, but great at realising those worlds that he... And fabulous at getting... creating a sort of infectious atmosphere yeah, on set. Yeah, sure. Um, so, uh, but, it, but it, with, with Pete also, you... Uh, You've got to be prepared to do all your work, but then it might the on the day. This is the new script. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> yeah. got yeah. Especially yeah. watching the behind the scenes stuff on the Hobbit, it definitely seemed like he was working more on the fly. I guess. Than oh yeah, so you've always things. with them. You've got to be prepared to uh, just you know like sure. I'm in Pete's world. <laughs> uh, you know. Yeah. But but uh, you can't release all of your intentions or release uh, you've got to keep prosecuting what you need to prosecute yeah. and you need to come back and go eh, I don't know I think I think this you know mm-hmm. and uh, so there is a there's definitely a sense of collaboration there but but you you have to be prepared 
uh, with Pete and in Pete's world to uh, to um, cut and paste. And, oh yeah, and, for and, sure. and throw something out and and run with this, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, kind yeah. of going off of that because I know Peter Jackson is you know he's visual. He uses utilizes a lot of like CG, green screen, and all different sorts of effects. And you know. Many of the films that you've been involved in as well have been pretty special effects and CG heavy um, in terms of creating the characters and the environments. Although the majority of them haven't been, but certainly, certainly the well, most yeah. people know me for have. Right, right, right. Well, and there's a nice balance, I think, between the practicality and the, you know, the green screen and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, some actors struggle with that a little bit. And I'm curious as to, you know, do you ever really get used to acting to like the green balls or to nothing? Um, and for you, what kind of mental headspace do you have to get into before yeah. you do that? Well, I guess with The Matrix was pretty early days of all of that. Motion capture was really very, very, it was very early. Like, yeah. uh, so I would have been one of the first people in a motion capture suit. And uh, although most of the work we did was on sets, most of the work was with other actors or, and, you know, what the sets built for Matrix were phenomenal. All we were, all we were out on the street, but um, mm-hmm. some there, there was very little green screen, actually. With that, there was certainly there's a there's a famous shot of of, of Keanu and I up in the air in a green screen volume. That was right. the only fully green screen volume we have. That mm-hmm. was when they invented bullet time with the cameras in the in a row and to get get the sense of the camera whipping around us and us in slow motion. So mm-hmm. that was a technology that was being invented. So it feels like I kind of um I was learning with it as it was sort of in its infancy. Sure. And yeah. since then I haven't done a lot of mocap. Um and um but I have done, you know, green screen, green screen elements in mm-hmm. films uh, either, either on Hobbit or Lord of the Rings or mm-hmm. a little bit with this. But um yeah. Not again. There are still sets, and there are still actors, and there are still costumes, and or you're still out. You know, so 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 the scene is still being played out, and if the if if the environment isn't entirely described, uh, the, the 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 sense of the space in the room is described mm-hmm. somehow. Yeah, and um. And also, if you if you own a less of a set, more of a green screen, there are the fantastic references that are that are available to you in the art department. So one of the first things I always do when I get to Wellington on a on a job is to mm-hmm. is to go in and see Dan Hanna uh, and uh, wander through the art department and and look at the models and the fantastic uh, um, you know images that they've been working on for some time. So. Um, yeah, in the end, whatever the rules of that particular film are or job are, job mm-hmm. is, you you accept that's the law, that's the law of this piece. You know, and I'm a theatre actor, so yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm there with an audience looking at me every night. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know I'm in a theatre, but... And it's the word that is carrying the story, and it's. I mean, yes, there's a set and there's lighting and there's costume, and you, you know, you invested in a character. But sometimes, sometimes the wall between the audience and the actor and the illusion is kind of deliberately withdrawn, and there's a deliberate contact. So right. playing with style and form and performance and tone is all part of what I do, and so every different job has a different talent yeah yeah so so um yeah i guess if i had a choice i would rather 
not work in a purely green screen environment with tennis balls right, and right. not other actors. <laughs> yeah. When the other actors aren't there and you're, or the other, the other thing isn't there and you're being asked to imagine that, well, you've got to do that. But, uh, sure. you know, I'd rather have the actor. Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, totally yeah. get but, that. But the, that's the, you know, that's the requirement just, sometimes. Yeah, for sure. sure. I, I do have two Last quick questions. Yeah. Two quick kind of rapid fire ones for you. Um, so we've already gotten uh, Lawrence Fishburne, Keanu Reeves in the John Wick universe. Is that something that may be of interest to you in the future? For, I know they've already shot well, John Wick 3, but maybe like yeah, John Wick 4. Yeah, yeah. And also with uh, with Dave Leach. And, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Your stunt doubles. Yeah. I thought that was absolutely hysterical. <laughs> what's what's going on there? Why aren't you part of it? Well, well they're, they're, uh, they're, uh, the last time I saw them was at an airport. Yeah. Uh, Chad and Dave. And um, they're pretty extraordinary guys who worked themselves up from, you know, being stuntmen and stunt doubles to yeah. to completely, uh, you just couldn't have done done those fights without them, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, they were, they were, they've started filming the fights that they were doing, showing them back. And, and uh, in that way, they became an invaluable asset to the directors and then started, they were thinking in terms of, cameras sure. and shot as stuntmen doing yeah. that yeah yeah and so that's how that world evolved for them yeah um i guess if they found a character that they wanted me to play in one of those universes who knows but um yeah. uh, again it's um yeah who knows what happens right i, mean, I it just you seem like happen. the you seem like the perfect fit and then kind of the last one here i'm a massive james bond fan i've always thought you would make the perfect bond villain any interest tell in that to barbara i I, <laughs> I wish i could you know carrie fukunaga is looking for a new villain so maybe yeah, yeah. Or he's looking i'd for love a to villain. i'd love to play a james bond villain absolutely love to perfect yeah, well yeah. thank you so much for your time well, thank you awesome. well there you have it there was my interview with mr hugo weaving hopefully you all got a lot out of that we definitely covered covered a wide variety of topics and that bond question had me very excited leave your thoughts and opinions on any of the topics we discussed down in the comments section below of wherever you're listening to this episode and until next time take care